You're listening to It's a Beautiful Influence with Allison and Krista. What the? No, I didn't cuss. I just said something you wouldn't like to hear. Welcome to the podcast where we encourage you to live boldly, speak freely, and take action. Presidential election. Will social media change the results? I think so. Absolutely. I mean, we are in a time where especially millennials are getting all of their news from social media. Right? Yeah. Yeah. They, they, you know, some of them will go read um, news websites or, or, you know, articles and things like that. But most of them are relying on whatever they're shown or find on social media, even if, you know, they're not going out and seeking this themselves. Right. And that's, that's a big shift that's happened is that even, you know, you used to look at the news when you wanted to see what was going on, but now the news is everywhere Yeah, and the news is embedded in culture and, um, it's changed so much of the way that we digest it and it's so much more available, but then there's also a lot of fake news. So, yeah. <laughs> And I love this quote from um, a media professor actually at the University of North Carolina. And he says the number one example of how social media has really changed the way we talk about politics is our president who, whether you like him or not, uses social media in ways that are unprecedented for a president. And I would say any politician. Absolutely. You know, that's, it's not just the news stores, it's just politicians themselves, right? Right, right. Absolutely. And it's kind of one of those things. It's one of the few areas in life, you know, where everybody really pushes in other areas, they push the progression of, you know, social media and the progression of, you know, different workplaces using it and utilizing it. And politics is one of the only places where that hasn't really been pushed yet. Yeah. Um, and because of how things are going, I mean, it makes perfect sense. Yep. You use social media to get your news across and to talk directly to the people. Yeah. And so, you know, we saw kind of what happened in 2016 with the presidential election and some of the, the, the stuff with Russia and Facebook and the fake stuff. It's, you know, what all the people who are watching this and the social media platforms themselves are all aware that it's an even bigger deal this time around, right? Right, absolutely. I mean, they're, they're saying that the already we're just in the, <laughs> um, in the uh, primary stage and that it's already a struggle to keep the election free of fake news on social media, right? It's already a battle that we're facing. Right, absolutely. And one of the, you know, one of the big parts about this is that, you know, it's hard to tell what's fake and what's real. You know what I mean? It's yeah. so hard to tell um, because there's so many different articles and news posts and people that pose themselves as, as news places. And even at this point, we've identified that a lot of places, a lot of articles, whatever, are based on opinion when it should be more of a factual thing, right? Right, right. And so, you know, the the Facebook and Twitter and Instagrams of the world, they are doing something mm-hmm. <laughs> to help. You know, they're trying, but they're... They're constantly, you know, behind. There's always right. the hackers and the people that are trying to set up these fake accounts, right. you know, are always one step ahead. But, you know, they Facebook recently found hundreds of fake accounts that were from Russia, Iran, Vietnam, mm-hmm. and they were, their purpose was clear, to sow confusion in the U.S. and to ultimately disrupt the integrity of the presidential election for this year. Right. Um, so they did, they just in February here, they did, you know, purge those accounts, but there's another several hundred come right right behind that, right? Right, right. Um, But what's interesting is in that, in the, you know, social media's influence and how it's changing the presidential election is how the different platforms are treating it. So Facebook um, has not banned political ads. They are allowing political Mm -hmm. ads to fill our feeds in Facebook. 
But Twitter in October already, um, in October of 2019, did ban all political advertising from Twitter. Mm-hmm. And then Google um, did that. They're setting limits on political ads on some of their properties, including YouTube. So mm-hmm. it kind of seems like of the big ones, Facebook, which also includes Instagram, is the only one that's really allowing political advertising. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you think about that? I think it's uh, – I understand where they're coming from in one way but because they do have a lot of, you know, the hackers and all of these different things to deal with. Um, and it is supposed to be a social platform. At the same time, we can't take politics out of being social. Right. I mean, that's how we come up with new ideas and make decisions. And, you know, ultimately that's how we solve problems is by talking to one another. So if how we talk to each other is social media – to ban that type of communication, that's where you see people fighting and beating each other up. And, you know, because they, yeah. they're not willing to have a conversation, they want to fight, you know? Yeah. And so taking away that communication is a hard angle to go at also. Yeah. You know? I think Twitter and like some of the Google opportunities are probably doing it just to make it easier on themselves. It's right. just one less thing to deal with. Right. Um, and so I think I agree. I think that's maybe why Facebook is just, they see that it's a moneymaker and that it's, you know, 50 years ago, it was people knocking on doors and right. people calling your house and TV commercials and the direct mail. And they were getting into your, you know, the, pol- the politicians were still getting their messages to you. Right, right. It's just that we're so much more bombarded by them when they're on social media because it's more, you know, in our face constantly. Right, so, right. So um, it does, it can potentially have more of an influence than some of the old, old traditional methods. Uh, absolutely and especially because now they're they're really putting it into you know we have different candidates utilizing the social media platforms with you know representatives and with you know other people to send out their message i mean influencer marketing all of that stuff they're getting a lot smarter with that yeah so that's one of the things is you know yeah we have like the fake accounts and different um lobbyists and different things like that that are kind of trying to get away around these uh, anti-misinformation policies that the social media platforms have. Right. And that. But, yeah, we absolutely have the politicians themselves using fake ads. Right. Using (laughs) paid social media armies where, yeah, both influencers or just trying to pay people to, like, get the word Mm -hmm. out more. Mm -hmm. Um, And even, you know, videos that have, like, been edited in such a way to make the candidate look better or their opponent look worse. Right. Things like that. So... Um, you know, that's, there's a lot of misinformation out there or kind of like manipulated information, right? So like that somebody gets paid $2,500 to send out some tweets that say, oh, you should vote for Michael Bloomberg or whoever. Right. Like if their followers don't know them and don't know that they, whether or not they're voting for them, they're going to be like, oh, so-and-so is voting for Bloomberg, but maybe I should vote for him too, or maybe I should look at him closer or whatever. Right. And I actually have gotten those text messages for Bernie. I've gotten text messages like, will you be voting, voting for Bernie and this and that, and you know, and they, and they actually, they're asking a lot of questions and I'm like, how did you get my number? (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And, and that is a huge thing because, um, you know, yeah, like we were saying is that, uh, especially with the, with the doctored, so to speak, videos. But there's, I think there's two sides to that because one side says, okay, you know, we're editing these videos and clearly the video is edited, but some people don't notice. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. And, and then there's the other side where there are things that are clearly memes and goofy and, you know, right. meant to be edited on purpose. And those ones are funny too. I think those are entertaining. Like, right. you know, when people yeah. <laughs> kind of like make jokes about things and whatever. Um, but yeah, the, the news takes it very seriously. You see them there you know there's this doctored video and there's this you know and like yeah. and they so there there's two sides to it for sure that it's part of culture you know right 
Well, and you know, they're part of the reason why people are getting upset by it is because stuff like that tends to go viral, and a right. lot of people don't take the time to figure out if it's real or not, exactly. or maybe they just don't know better, right? You know, there's, right. there's a lot of that. Um, they just maybe watch it quickly, don't pay a lot of attention, right. and then, oh, wow, you know, um, so-and-so responded like this in the debate, and then, you know. Right, and then they, yeah, just have that picture. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, and so kind of speaking specifically about that, um, you know, one of the current, we, I said Bloomberg earlier because right now, as we record this episode, in the last week or so, he's been in the news a lot right. for kind of his unorthodox campaign tactics, um, and people were mad at Facebook because they're actually allowing him to post content that is kind of a, a, a cross between an ad and a regular post. Right. So what they did finally say is they, he can post these paid things mm-hmm. or people, influencers can post these paid um, posts, but it, it's a meme, like you were mm-hmm. saying, and it has to say like sponsored or ad or something. Mm-hmm. But what he, he was going beyond that before. So Facebook did kind of put their foot down a little bit, mm-hmm. but not all the way. And so people are kind of mad about that, um, saying that that's not quite true. But he's also, you know, he he's kind of has an army of people that he's paying $2,500 a month mm-hmm. just to post positive things about him on their social networks. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like influencer, right? That's, right. That isn't a political influencer. Right. Um, but there, you know, Facebook, for example, saying they do have to label them as ads. Um, but at the same time, they're not including them in the Facebook public ad library either. So it's kind of like this weird. It's kind of odd, yeah. Yeah. Um, but then Twitter is kind of like, eh, no, thank you. Like, we don't mm-hmm. like this kind of promoted content. And so they actually suspended 70 different accounts just a couple of days ago that were posting pro Bluebird content in a pattern that violates company rules. So like, mm-hmm. did we, we never know exactly what, what they consider what a violation. They mean by that. Uh, yeah. yeah. Right. Um, but they're saying it's platform manipulation and spam. Mm-hmm. So some of those people are maybe just posting a little too much right. um, about Bloomberg or they, they've never posted about politics before and now they're posting now they're about posting it. So that's why it, yeah. Twitter is kind of red flagging it. Yeah. Um, you know, but in any case, Bloomberg's really pushing the line and seeing what he could do. Yeah. And I, I honestly think it's a good thing because it's, people are now talking about it and it's, it's making the platforms and people kind of really stop and think about what's appropriate, what's not, right. or, you know, I don't know. I mean, I think, once again, I, I don't see it being any different than an influencer who's telling me how I should dress or how I should eat or how I should exercise, right? Yeah, I think I mean, it's the same. If somebody is actively involved in politics and that's the content that they share all the time anyway, right. and now they're going to get paid to share their opinion on Bloomberg, right? I think I'm okay with that. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it's it's hard because the social media platforms have this idea of, you know, banning certain things. And I understand there's a concern for it. But the way that I look at it is it's real. It's just like real life, you know. Mm-hmm. And so can you tell somebody not to call you names in real life? No. You <laughs> walk away. You stop talking to that person. You do whatever you have to do. But, you know, with social media, we're kind of like, oh, well, we don't want you to say this or to do that. And it's like, but then you go out in real life and it's going to happen. Yeah. You know? Right. Like, it's just like, you know, the politicians, uh, all the presidential candidates, they're all paying people to go knock door to door still. Right. That still happens. Right. You know, so it's it's, it's almost the same thing. I mean, obviously people are saying yeah. like on social media, like if you're following somebody, you think of them more as an expert type thing. Right. So they have more sway or influence over your 
over your opinion than somebody who just knocks on your door, but right. And, and I mean the, the, what makes sense to me is like, why wouldn't the laws be the same on social media as they are in real life? If you can't run around naked in the park in real life and you have a video of you running around naked on the, on the internet, yeah, that should be deleted. Okay. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? So I think if it's, if it's okay in public, then it should be okay on social media. But if it's not something that's okay in public, then it can be, you know, treated as this is going to be deleted on social media. Yep. I mean, you know, it's uh, it's because I feel like we allow things that wouldn't be allowed in public on yeah. social media. And then we take things that we can't control in real life. Yeah. And we take it off social media. So I don't know. It's interesting. But I, I completely agree with you that I think the way that Bloomberg is doing things, maybe it's working for him. Maybe it's not. But it is definitely an innovative way to do things. It is. And it's, yeah, I think it's just it's causing us to really take a look at how social media is changing our political process, really. Yes. Um, and so I hope people are paying attention and, and understanding because if nothing else, it's going to help people be more educated on how to look at any political candidate or anybody trying to, you know, get you to right. vote for a certain um, certain bill or not bill, what's the um, proposition? There we go, proposition. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think, you know, I think it's, it, this is the attention coming from this is a good thing for the average person to be a little to more be aware. aware. Yeah. You know, and even things like he, he had a video that he, his team edited mm-hmm. to make it appear like there was a long, embarrassing silence from his Democratic opponents in the debate after he said he was the only one that had ever started a business. Mm-hmm. But it was totally edited. There wasn't like that long silence. That long silence, right. And they, I guess they added some chirping sounds like to make it, to make it a, a little, little bit more obvious that it was edited to like fakely. Uh-huh. But people... Don't really catch that necessarily. Right. And it's not something that, you know, somebody's going to go research like, oh, is this, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you kind of get that vibe from whatever they post. Yeah. Yeah. That's. And then I think this was the one that I was reading about that I and hearing about that I was maybe like this went too far. So he, his campaign posted a bunch of satirical tweets pretending like they were Sanders, like how he would respond to various despots throughout history. <laughs> and so, um, you know, what people were thinking this was actually responses from Bernie Sanders is the problem. So it was right. satire. It was fake. It was right. hard to be funny. Um, but like, so one of the tweets actually did cause a lot of people to, that, that they were following to say, oh, I, it was homophobic and thought it was real. Mm-hmm. People thought this was actually a tweet from Bernie Sanders or a mm-hmm. response from Bernie Sanders. Yeah, and that's that's difficult because it's it makes sense. The things go viral. It's funny. It's interesting, but it is difficult. And then, but then at the same time, um, you know, you see that that there's a difference in the candidates where some of them will, like Bernie Sanders, will just promise certain things, right? Right. And it's the same kind of you know, and, and some things are valid, and some things it's like you know he'll be asked, well, how are you going to do that? And then he doesn't have an answer. So it's in one way, there's another form of, well, you know, let me just tell people what they want to hear. Let me give them, you know. Yeah. Um, and if you don't have your statistics or proof to back that up, then it makes it a little more difficult, um, you know. But I think, I think all of the candidates, to some extent, are trying to be innovative in how they do things. Yes. You know? Yeah. And I do really believe that social media will directly impact the election and how, you know, how people vote, not only how people vote, but how people think of the candidates. Yeah. Um, and I think that it's important to actually watch the debates. I think that's so important. Right. So you know what 
you know, you know what you're getting yourself into or what you're agreeing to or whatever when you do vote for somebody. Yeah. So, and that, and that goes to, so we don't want to just leave you with this discussion of a great, there's fake news and there's deep fakes and <laughs> they're, you know, how do I know what they're, what they're posting or what influencer posting is real. So right. we want to help you. What, what can you do if you want to be an informed American citizen and, and, and vote, you know, and be informed and also help other people be informed. That, that's number one is actually right. watch or listen to the debates, right? Hear directly from the candidates themselves right. what they're saying. Right. They all have websites with like their platform published on the website for yes. you to go, re- go read directly from, from the candidate. Mm-hmm. What, what are they saying? Like, don't just believe a tweet you see that, and you know, that Bernie was, said, was homophobic or something like that. Like go see his record. Yeah. Go see what, you know, what, what did his, he vote for? Yeah. You know? Go see what his website says about what he believes in, in, you know, LGBTQ rights, whatever, things right. like that. If that's important to you. Um, so that's the first thing is go directly to the, like the candidate and mm-hmm. what they're saying, what they're doing, what their record shows. Mm-hmm. That's one way you can make sure that you, have the right information to, to make your decision. The other thing is don't spread or share yeah. <laughs> fake news or misinformation, right? Right. And we see a big amount of this with movie stars, with like rappers, with this and that. And it's not that those people can't have their opinions, but their opinion is going to be directly skewed because they're one of the few, you know, people in the United States who are now billionaires from right. something that they did. Right. And that's super cool. But just because they're rich or famous does not give them the knowledge to know what is good for the country. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And people tend to like, you know, and I see like fallacies all the time where they'll say like, oh, well, you know, we don't want to go to war, but, you know, we can't even, um, you know, fix healthcare. And it's like, those are two different things, mm-hmm. you know? And, and there's a lot of, a lot of um, fallacies or incorrect ways of thinking that aren't actually logical right. that these people post because they're not, they're not, you know, in the real world at this point. Yeah. They're movie stars, they're actors, they're doing all these things. And it, it's not to say that they're completely invalid, but you have to be logical as if they're any other human being. Right. And if they say something valid, great. But yeah, like you said, it's like people more promote a feeling of what somebody's saying yeah. than an actual, you know, politics has to be logical. Yeah. It can't be how it makes you feel. It can't be what it looks <laughs> like. It's like what it is. You yeah. Know? Well, and, I mean, and that's a great example, but even just as simple as people every single day share out, you know, like share a Facebook post or an article that somebody linked to or a meme mm-hmm. or an image or a tweet and they reshare that to their own audience. they right. You know, when they've not fact checked it, they've not yeah. checked the original source, they don't know. And so like, you know, they just think, right. oh, wow, no way. And then boom, share. Right. And now it's going viral and right. it's something that's completely false. Right. You know? and, that, and that's a really good point is that I, I saw this the other day. Um, this guy posted on Facebook. He was like, oh, check your facts, blah, 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 you know, before you post an article. And then he posted an article and I looked at who it was from. And so I clicked on the lady's Facebook page and she's an author. And I'm like, okay, what is she an author of? And it was like one self-help ebook that was on Amazon that had no reviews. And I'm like, and she wrote this big thing about, you know, this whole political thing and blah, blah, blah. And it was completely opinion based. And I'm like, just because she's an author of yeah, an ebook maybe, yeah. doesn't mean that she has any sort of political knowledge. Yeah. Like her Facebook cover photo was like of one of those, you know, buildings downtown that they do politics, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, oh, congratulations. Well, maybe she's an activist and maybe she researched it, but unless she cited all her sources and where she's getting her information right? from, exactly. then it's opinion. Exactly. And that's the thing. There was, there was no source. It was, it was a blog. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, okay. 
there's no there's no facts from this you know what i mean so yeah. just simply looking at who wrote it where it came from yep. you know is is huge and a lot of times that you know at the end of like different blog posts they will say like this is an opinion or this is this right. but people take it as facts right away yeah so yeah so before you believe anything you see on social media about the the, the political campaigns before you spread or share anything mm-hmm. you know go if it's if it if it seems like it's you know very salacious, right? Like mm-hmm. if it's if it's controversial, if it's you know going to potentially hurt another candidate's chances, whatever. If it seems too good to be true, too bad to be true, etc. Go check the original source, do some fact checking, whatever. Not you right. know. And so, and if you don't want to take the time to do that, then don't share it. Right. Like don't don't spread the misinformation. Right. Right. And just like you said, it's just like you should do in in real life. You know what I mean? If yeah. you don't know something's true, you're not going to go. Ah, oh, well, I'm going to do this. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Because you're like your friends are going to be like, nah, you're stupid. Like you know, <laughs> like so you wouldn't yeah. say a lot of things. But social media, nobody's there. Nobody's right. telling you no. Yep. So keyboard warriors. Yes, <laughs> keyboard warriors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, that's good. But. Um, yeah, so anyway, so hopefully this has helped you kind of become more aware of just all the things that are swirling on social media and that mm-hmm. can be, that are absolutely going to change the, the results of this campaign. You know, the, all the deep fake and misinformation aside, the political candidate that is able to use the power of social media to their advantage the best is probably mm-hmm. going to win. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's... It really, <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, and so that's, it's going to affect it. It's going to change it. And so you just need to be informed yep. and do your part to help spread accurate and factual information. Yeah. And then from that, whatever it is that you do believe, that's the way that you vote. That's the way that you make your decisions, but you have to be informed of the actual facts of what these candidates are presenting first. Yep. So let us know. What do you think? What questions do you have? Do you have any good examples of some deep fakes or misinformation? Sometimes these articles are really funny when you find them. So yeah, we, we want a good laugh. Yes, tell us. <laughs> have a good day. Thank you for listening to It's a Beautiful Influence. Did you like this episode? Please share it out and tag us when you do. Also, have you subscribed yet or left us a rating or review? We would so appreciate if you did. Be sure to tune in next week for a new episode and connect with us on Instagram at creating the letter U online. Make it a fabulous day.